Hello and welcome back to From the Panther Pit. Riley Stapleton here with John Webb. Uh, we're doing a Panther Pit right before Thanksgiving break. Uh, you doing anything for break, John? Actually taking a nice vacation uh, down in Florida in the second half of the week. What about you? Uh, I'm going up to Kansas City to be with my dad. But um, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about sports around the mill. So uh, we're going to talk about cheer, cross country, including an interview with Nick Nyman. Um, and then we got football, and then uh, basketball is upon us. So uh, that's the order that we're going in. So uh, to start with, cheer. Girls were third at the state competition. Uh, they lost by like .16 points. Um, we were behind McIntosh, who I believe was second, but in front of Whitewater. So, I mean, we got one of them. But uh, third and state is nothing to complain about, so... Yeah, definitely be proud of third third mm-hmm. state. Know those girls are gonna want to come back. They're <laughs> they're some of the more competitive people I've ever met. But I don't think there was that many seniors that from the senior night football game. They I think there's honored the cheerleaders. There was like two or three. About three, three or four maybe. I'm not sure. But anyways, hopping over to cross country. Big weekend. Mm-hmm. I guess two weekends ago now. Uh, boys coming in second in state. Girls third. So close. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the guys we had Ty Dubin. Uh, finish in 10th, which is impressive, and Nick mm-hmm. Nyman first over on mm-hmm. state, so that's pretty big time. And then in the girls' in the girls' side, we had one top 10 finisher, Darby Olive. Yeah, and it's uh, kind of, you know, we didn't have one of our best runners, Harrison Foltz, on the boys' side, and it's kind of, you know, you wonder what happens if he runs, but uh, he was uh, got sick the day before the race. So Yeah, just really unlucky. Yeah. Can, um, hurts for the seniors, but I know those guys are going to keep training next year, and mm-hmm. hopefully... Switch that two to a one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, the leading catalyst in making us state champion in cross country would be Nick Nyman. And we sat down and talked to him about finishing first and everything. So uh, we're going to switch you guys on over to that interview. And we'll be right back to talk about football and basketball. Okay, so John and I are here with uh, state champion Nick Nyman. Uh, how are you doing today? Uh, good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, so I just want to start off with, you know, how does it feel to be, you know, the fastest man? <laughs> uh, it's good. I'm glad that I could uh, run good for the team and just represent Stars Mill. And states were last weekend, correct? Or two from now? Um, I think it was two. Yeah, it would have been two from now. Uh, anyways, uh, we had a guy, probably our second second runner, most yeah. would say, Foltz, Harrison Foltz. Mm-hmm. Uh, is he a junior as well? Yes. Yeah. Uh, go out with illness was the night before it day before, before stomach flu or something yeah, along he was those lines. Up. It wasn't great. did that kind of did that kind of shake up the uh game plan the way you guys prepared and kind of how you went out there and i guess the strategy you used while you were running uh for sure we were going into it just everyone had to um they knew who they had to be with and um well with Fultz out we had to put in one of our alternates and just we weren't able to catch macintosh because of um mm-hmm a different shuffle but um yeah but, it was still a great race yeah i mean second place in state isn't horrible no not at all <laughs> but um you know you're only a junior so like where do you go from here how do you build on this um next year we also have a great opportunity to win state uh we are losing john henson and um david walker two of our seniors but um i think that some of the younger kids will definitely step up and do what they need to do and we can we can definitely win and bouncing back to my Folds question from earlier, 
when you lose a guy who's going to be a, a big point contributor in the uh, in the uh, final meet, state meet, kind of does that for you specifically, not really for the team, did you feel like you needed to run a little bit faster to try to kind of ensure you got as high of a possible spot you could? you think that kind of had a little bit to do with you placing as high? Obviously, you were capable of it, but a little extra motivation? Yeah, everyone knew what they needed to do before, and um, I was expected to uh, go out and try to win it. Mm-hmm. And so I just had to hope that the um, the guys, the more important four and five guys, who uh, they're going to actually be passing a lot more people than I am. So I, I knew I just had to go out and do my best and try to win, and um, that's all I could do. And the, everyone did what they had to, but um, with Harrison gone, it just wasn't enough. And I've just got to kind of – random question for you I'm not never really been big into running so what kind of (laughs) what kind of inspired you to get started how'd you get your start um my I think in eighth grade I just my parents told me that I needed to do a sport and so I decided to run because my friend Harrison was doing that and I ran my first race with Harrison it was the two mile and he lapped me and ran around and (laughs) smiled and tapped me on the shoulder so yeah so um I know, you know, being the first one across the finish line at State is a big deal, but aside from that, is there a different point in the season that was most memorable to you? Um, no. Well, I mean, it's always nice having the entire team there, and after uh, the region meet, kind of got filed down a little bit, so there weren't as many people, but um, things got a lot more serious. But, um, yeah, I just like the team atmosphere where it's not completely serious and everyone's joking around, and it's just fun. Easy going. And can you put your finger on any of the younger runners, kind of freshmen, sophomores coming up who you can see making a difference? I'm sure some of them are already on the varsity lineup, but just any of those guys who you can see kind of making that jump? Yeah, for sure. Um, Matt Norton, if he tries, he, he can definitely be up there. Noah Pruer, he's coming up. Seth. Oh, God. Um, Seth Miller. Um, those are just some of the names. Um, there's a lot of girls that are doing great. A lot of our younger girls are really going fast too so we're definitely going to see some improvements there and another kind of out of the blue question for me but (laughs) on a race day what like what are you putting into your body to to, like be able to just like give it I'm I'm sure you're giving it 110% when you're doing the, the final big state race so like what do you do prior to that for pretty I guess the whole day I don't it's a morning race, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess just breakfast and maybe the night before. Yeah, the night before, normally it's a uh, team dinner. We just uh, eat a lot of pasta and stuff, kind of skin the mood. You know we're going to hurt tomorrow, so you might as well just get ready for it. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you sleep and then you wake up sometimes 5 or 4 in the morning if it's far away meet. And uh, you sleep on the bus on the way up there after like eating a very small breakfast. And it's just a, it's kind of a tense atmosphere. And then um, you run your race and afterwards just everyone's happy. So happy to be over with and um, ready eyes And on the girls' side, I mean, are there like, I know we're losing Mary Valley, who's been a top three runner on the girls' side consistently, pretty much throughout her um, high school track career. Are there any girls you, can, you see kind of coming up and filling her sh- her role, her shoes? Uh, for sure, we have a lot of girls that are coming in from the um, soccer team playing different sports. Okay. And uh, Megan Dobso, she is a sophomore this year, and she is running fast. And she, uh, I think, she got inspired a little bit by Mary, and uh, 
she's moving up. And then um, Darby Olive, she uh, broke the school record just because she felt like it, I guess. She just, <laughs> she's just going. We have not seen the um, full capacity of her potential yet, and um, hopefully she comes out for track. You got anything else? That's all I've got. Anything else you want to say, Nick? Uh, no, I guess not. <laughs> okay, well, uh, that's all we got. Um, we're going to jump back to the podcast, but thanks for listening. Okay, we're back again. We got a uh, – that was Nick Nyman, first in state. I mean, that's just crazy. But um, now we got football, uh, the last fall sport remaining as winter sports are coming around. And um, looking good, looking good. What can you tell us about first-round playoffs? Well, big time beat Dutchtown. Mm-hmm. And looking back a little bit in Stars Mill history, two years ago we played um, Dutchtown two times in the same season. One was just a regular season matchup that we uh, we won thirty one to twenty nine, so it, it looked close. And then we had a state playoff like play in game the mm-hmm. second the second go round. Going into it, Tants expecting another close battle came out forty five to seven blowout. Yeah, ended up getting the getting the win there but I'm not sure if I mentioned the score of the last Friday but it was 31-28 our mm-hmm. favor obviously yeah we barely escaped that uh first Dutchtown game the 31-29 was my first story first football story with the newspaper um and so it was nice uh to see us beat Dutchtown again it was so back and forth I mean they're you know we were the one seed they were the four seed coming out of their region but that didn't do Dutchtown justice they were a quality team. Coach Phillips was praising their defense. Uh, they played. They held us one of our season lows in rushing yards um, this year. But uh, we, I mean, we fought till the end. I think penalties killed Dutchtown. A lot of offsides. Their guys were jumpy, but so their defense was kind of a, a blessing and a curse. They couldn't stop the penalties, but they did play well. Yeah, and you can almost wonder if the playoff situation scenario had a little bit to do with their kind of in undisciplined, non-disciplined mm-hmm. in the penalty area, but hey, I'm all for some mm-hmm. p- penalties against uh, the other team, but this week, big game, Bainbridge. Mm-hmm. Stars Mill is sitting at 7th right now in 5A football. Bainbridge is ninth, According so to Max Preps. According to Max Preps, so I'm sure there are some slight mm-hmm. differences among Yeah, the another side sources. I looked at was us at 7, Bainbridge at 10. Okay, so, so they're right around, there, top ten, two area. top ten teams mm-hmm. facing off second round. Bainbridge has three losses so far on the year. One to Warner Robins, who's an excellent football team. Mm-hmm. You can't really knock them for that loss at all. They lost 35-6 to there. Also lost to Lee County in an away game, 38-13. to And finally lost to a team from Florida, uh, so I can't say much about them. Called Rickards, 41-27, to mm-hmm. so... And uh, Warner Robbins is a couple spots ahead of us and on the Max Preps ranking. They're at four. So, um, you know, it's hard to judge from that game. Bainbridge didn't really seem to compete, though. I mean, 35-6, to six, you know, not much to say. But uh, one thing that will be key in playing Bainbridge is I've never – that our final drive, uh, Joey against Dutchtown, Joey led the offense like I've never really seen him lead before. He completed two passes, including the game winner – and he had two touchdown passes that game. He looked way better as a passer, and if we have that in our offense, that's huge. And um, Bainbridge, a couple facts on them. They've never lost to a Fayette County team. They handed uh, K- 
Calvin Johnson. I'm sure you recognize that <laughs> name. His last loss ever at Sandy Creek came to Bainbridge, and you can say the same for Brandon Boykin at Fayette County. Wow, that's kind of incredible. Mm-hmm. But there's uh, they've never played Stars Mill. Never well, lost to a Fayette County team, but they have never matched up with Stars Mill. Guess we got that going for us. Yeah, <laughs> we can't say that uh, we've never beat them. Uh, hopefully, we can say we're one and zero against them following this year. But um, I interviewed. Phillips after the Dutchtown game and I was talking to him about you know what some of our problems were in that game and he was saying that Dutchtown has some college athletes and you know there's always been a problem at Stars Mill that we just sometimes we're not that athletic and that creates a problem because I believe Bainbridge's running back is committed to Florida and so (laughs) talking about struggling with college athletes their offense is around a, a big time SEC commit yeah, with that, with with a player going into a game with a play against a player like just a top tier recruit, you just gotta make sure the guys realize like it's a team effort. You gotta go out there, just do and practice the fundamentals, mm-hmm. and just work as a team because you're not gonna be able to do it alone. And you've been working together all year, so just th- this is the time you gotta put it all together. Make sure you do exactly what your job is, and just try to win one play at a time. Mm-hmm. And quick on Bainbridge. First round, they beat New Hampshire forty-eight to six. Now that's not a specifically impressive team to beat, mm-hmm. but forty-eight to six in the state playoffs is definitely something to note. Mm-hmm. And the winner of our game against them it will will play the uh, the winner of Rome and Southwest the Cab. Mm-hmm. And Rome is three in the Max Preps rankings uh, from another source I looked at that uh, I don't remember what it was called, but they were number one. Oh wow. And I know Southwest DeKalb is, they're sitting at 141st in the <laughs> state, so. <laughs> um, Don't like to predict results, but most likely opponent after this game, if we make it through, it, will be Rome. Yeah, it's hard to imagine Southwest DeKalb going in and winning at Rome. Um, Rome hasn't, hasn't lost this year, 11-0. But uh, Max Preps is a strength of schedule rating, and we may be 10-1, and but we've played a slightly tougher schedule I believe ours is around 25, and theirs is in the 24. You, so Yet again, you kind of see us looping back to the first four games and their yeah, impact I, later on. You can't. But, I mean, the Sandy Creek game I thought would be huge in making us look good, but they did yeah. not beat anyone. I think they just – I mean, it's Sandy Creek. You know they'll be back. But they kind of had an off year. Right. Um, nonetheless – we had, like, what, an 18-year losing streak? Yeah, I mean, first like win that. at Sandy Creek, and, yeah, since 99. <laughs> so before either of us were born, you can't, <laughs> can't complain about that. Mm-hmm. Bainbridge is definitely a quality team. It's not going to be easy. And I know Coach Phillips, another thing I talked to him about, is he really wants the team to put together a full, um, like, game on defense. He feels like, you know, we can't – we haven't been able to put four consistent quarters of defense together you know, there's sometimes. I mean, I was looking at the stat sheet. We give, we've given up like total yards by each quarter. We've given up way more in the first and second quarter than we have in the third and fourth. But it's kind of like last year. You get behind against Kell, and they've got those college athletes. You, you can't really come back on that. So the defense, really, the whole team just needs to put a full four four quarters together if they want to advance. Yeah, I mean, it's always important to just kind of tie everything together. That's exactly what the end of the seasons four, especially these parts of the, parts of the season where they're not specifically working in practice as much physically as it is just getting everything down tight, making sure it's all perfect for the big game. Mm-hmm. 
And one thing to be worried about is, like I said, Bainbridge's running back is committed to Florida. I don't know anything about Dutchtown's running back, but he had 134 yards and two touchdowns on five carries. That that is not an encouraging. <laughs> so stat if you're line. playing a guy who's, who is uh, most likely a better running back and is probably going to be getting closer to 20 carries, it's kind of scary to think about if the defense is leaving those holes there. How many yards is he going to put up on you? Yeah, you you, you just got to hope at the, at this point. You just got to hope and kind of put some faith in our experience on the defensive end, mm-hmm. especially those seniors on the D line and. Even linebackers and defensive backs. So. Yeah, I mean, our player of the week this past week was Colton Hauser, who's been an incredible defensive end. Actually, I believe he blocked a field goal against Dutchtown, really? and that makes a huge difference when you win by three. Absolutely. <laughs> so um, we have talent on defense. It's about putting it all together. Because, I mean, uh, just another senior, Philip Hoffman, great defensive back, junior Carson Walter, senior Ryan Cox to go along with Colton. That's talent. We just got to make sure we can put it all together as a team. Exactly. So um, that's how football is looking. The game is on November 17th. Tomorrow. Uh, at seven, yeah, at 7.30. Here, home game. And if we win and we're playing Rome, it'll be a coin flip to see who's home and who's away. And that is <laughs> going to be a coin huge flipper. coin flip. For the seniors on the roster, that's the biggest <laughs> coin flip in their life. Absolutely. <laughs> but um, we're going to move over to basketball, which is now starting. The girls' first game is actually today, and uh, you did a Preston story on the girls, right? Yeah, you can check that out, check that out on theprowlernews.org. Not a whole lot to say. They went 12-13 and 13 last year, our only team to miss the, the uh, state playoffs out of 22 total teams. Probably would have helped in the Director's Cup standings, which we almost won, but... I know they're out. I've, I talked to their new head coach, Coach Ratliff, this year. They're really looking to improve, get above that 500 mark, make the state playoffs. And they're led by sophomore Allison Hudson. They have two seniors, Emily Neustraten and Caroline Broderick. So not a specifically experienced team, but you can hope or you can hope that those uh, seniors on the team are going to influence the younger. There's a, a couple freshmen from last year, now sophomores, who – they're talented. Exactly. They are very, very talented. Yeah, their first game is today. They're playing in the Hampton Kickoff Classic over this weekend, and their first game is today against Hampton. Um, so they're looking. They played a scrimmage against Our Lady of Mercy. Uh, I don't have the score, but I know that we won that. And then, uh, yep, Hampton today. Lovejoy on Saturday. Monday's Mill on the twentieth. Uh, that wraps up the Hampton Kickoff Classic. But um. As for the boys, I did the preseason story on the boys, and uh, like John said, you can check those stories out on the prowlernews.org. Um, they had a pretty good year last year, finished second in the region, um, had a great game against Fayette County at the end of that region tournament, really competed, won the first round playoff game, and uh, lost to Miller Grove in the second round. It was a very, very good team. They also played a scrimmage against Our Lady of Mercy and won 74-22. to So uh, looking good there. I know um, Zach Pina, who was a key contributor last year, transferred to McIntosh. But uh, Coach Hutchins is really looking forward to this season, and he's uh, just ready to get this core. There's, it, it's an experienced team, way more experienced than last year, and he's ready oh, yeah, to this, see him play. Uh, this team has got a, a good shot at making a playoff run. They've got definitely the experience. Mm-hmm. I'm sure at least half the team is seniors. I don't eight. know a number off the I top of my eight. head. When I talk to Hutchins, so I mean, eight. and 
we did lose Pina, our key guard, but we've got the big men, Nate, uh, Nate Allison, out with injury, hoping to come back, not too soon, but definitely before the season's winding down. And once we get that front line, those big men working together and kind of figure out how to play with a new guard, new setup, I think and, this team can be pretty dangerous. Um, when I was talking to Hutchins for my preseason story, Jake Bishop, who's a senior, will be starting at point guard. And... Um, but another guard that we have is Julian Lynch, who's a junior. And um, I heard from Hutchins that he was working all summer on his game, and um, he's improved a lot in all aspects, and he's become a leader of the team, actually. He says that he's a very vocal leader. He keeps everyone involved. And um, I think he might have even grown a little bit, got a little bit taller. I mean, Julian's a dominant athlete. Oh, he's he's all, crazy. He's got all the tools. He's just got to get out of there and put it together. So mm-hmm. I, I have some confidence in him kind of filling that gap in the guard position this year, along with Bishop and mm-hmm. Mark Hort, Langham, all the guys. But I think the team's definitely got something to be excited about. And if you look at the our game last night against Our Lady of Mercy, it's no impressive opponent. But when you give up less than 10 points and a half, which they <laughs> gave up eight in the second half, oh, I mean, my. that's – it doesn't matter who you're playing. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, winning a game by 52 points is, like, just... I don't even know what to say. That's huge. It's... I mean, huge. what can you say? It, it kind of just leaves you speechless when you see a score like that. But um, their first game is Saturday the 18th against Cherokee. And then um, they're going up uh, to North Forsyth for a Thanksgiving tournament over the break. And then their first home game is not until November 28th against Heard County. And I'm going to throw on two more games just for everyone to star beside the calendar. December 5th, we're making uh, Pina is will be having his kind of first game against us at McIntosh. We'll be playing them there. And then the next game, three days later on the 8th of December, headed to Whitewater. So two huge away games in the region gonna gonna be a crucial part of the season january 19th is when zach pina returns to stars mill and so i mean we have two shots at him i know uh, mcintosh has another good guard too and you know i mean they're it's mcintosh you can never really it's gonna be it's gonna be a classic uh kind of stars mill mcintosh senior class going at it this year Mm -hmm. i mean been been back and forth for four three years so far I know my grade is ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I hope we can get the dub. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, McIntosh, I know a couple of years ago, they were really good. Last year, we had the better record, and I don't even believe they made state. And then, uh, but this year, I mean, I think both teams are looking pretty good. McIntosh is, it, honestly, it'll be interesting to see how both teams end up because with McIntosh, they're kind of, their strength is our weakness. We've got the big men question the guards, not saying they're not there, but haven't seen the actual evidence of it yet. And for McIntosh, it's kind of opposite. You know they've got the talented guards. You you question their, their front court, their big mm. men. So it'll be interesting to see how that all turns out. And honestly, whichever team can click both big men and their front court, or back court and front court the most, probably going to be the team that ends mm. up being more successful. I mean, I wouldn't even be surprised to see a split between the two games. Oh, not at all. Not at all. But, um, I mean, this region just, I think it'll be very competitive this year. And 
uh, everyone definitely needs to come out and watch a couple games because it'll be very, very fun to watch. Absolutely. But um, I believe that's all we got. You got anything to add, John? Uh, that's it. Go, go Panthers. Yeah, always. <laughs> um, everyone have a good Thanksgiving break, and thank you so much for listening.